1: for 50% off, visit com slash Talk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today.
0: I'm Gary O'Reilly and I'm Chuck Nice and this is Playing Playing With with Science. Science. Today we are going to talk to a man who doesn't just hit homers, he smashes them. Mm -hmm. And if you turn your back, he's stealing base. And the only clubhouse he's not feared in...
1: Is his own. That's right. That that is none other than already walking, talking, and living legend, and seemingly the most underrated player in modern history for some strange reason. We're talking about a man who will rewrite and tear down records at any chance that he's given. None other than baseball's Mike Trout. None other. And uh, that is only
0: part of why we've got him on the show, because he's that good. The other reason, he has a new cleat coming out, the Nike Trout 5. And with the big fuss about cleats right now in Major League Baseball, I suppose really we need to talk to the man who designed the shoe.
1: Yes, yeah, that's right. And that is former MLB player Mike Ekstrom. He is the product line manager for cleated footwear at, you guessed it, Nike or Nike. Yeah. <laughs> and the man behind the Nike Trout or Nike Trout two three four and five. So, so. Mike Ekstrom, welcome to the
0: show, sir. Hey, man, how are you?
2: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Good.
0: Mike Trout is not just playing out of his skin; he's just destroying records. He's and, a phenom. And you read, you read, you read about him, and then you realize that in everything you read, his name comes up in the same sentence as Ty Cobb. Ted Williams, Mm -hmm. Babe Bruce. Mm -hmm. And yet here he is, as Chuck says. He's not quite under the radar, but he's. You know, for all of that, he should be
1: on page every day. Like, you know what's funny? It's like when you look at some guys that you would, when you look at their seasons, all right, like a Ken Griffey Jr., right? Wasn't playing in a big major market, right? But you heard about him all the time, okay? A guy like Barry Bonds, all right? Always the center of the media. What is it about Mike Trout that we're not hearing about this guy all the time? Is, is there a reason for that? I, don't,
2: I mean, I don't know. I think I think the stuff that Mike can do on the baseball field, I mean, the the, the fantastic stuff that he does every night, it just becomes routine. It makes yeah. the game look so easy, whether it's hitting homers, stealing bases, making great plays. That uh, I don't know if it's a compliment to make the game look boring, but the stuff that he does, mm-hmm. uh, it just. He, he does the supernatural stuff and he makes it look routine. That's so. what it is.
1: And, and I'm going to tell you something. So yeah. it reminds me of Jordan. Okay. So Michael Jordan did so much, like, super, as you say, supernatural stuff that when he did something, it was just a regular Jordan highlight. Like, it wasn't that's like what I do. people weren't like, oh, my God. They were just like, yeah, well, that's Jordan. And I think you just hit upon it. He makes it look easy.
2: Yeah, I think so. And Mike, I mean, as I said, he can he can basically do it all on the field. I mean, but when we're designing cleats, when we're working the team here to to kind of enhance his athleticism, it's a it's a unique challenge. In that he can he's one of the fastest guys in the league. Right. Some of the most power he does it day in day out. Plays a great center field, great defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he poses a challenge for us um, creating cleats for him. But uh, he's a great guy for us to work with, and the stuff he's doing this year. I mean, it's, it's like the guy never stops since his, his debut season six years ago. That's right. I mean, he's hit the ground. He just keeps getting better and better and better every year. And that's so thing, you're a, you're a former
0: Major League Baseball player. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and you're talking about him in those glowing terms. So we can take that as read that he really is as good as you say. And you said his skill set, what do they call them? Five tall, four tall players?
2: He, he, may, have, I, he, well, he,
0: he may have more.
2: Yeah. Yeah, All baseball players are judged uh, in scouting circles in five tools. So that's hitting power, hitting for average, game speed, defense, and arm strength. Mm -hmm. So one of the best compliments in baseball is to be labeled a five-tool player. There's really not very many of them in the big leagues. And Mike is definitely a five-tool player. Uh, who can do it all on the field? Right. Uh, he's a freak athlete.
1: Yeah. So and it's funny when you say yeah. on the field because one of the parts of his game that I really love watching is his defense. Uh, with, like I, 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 I've said that here's a guy who loves hitting home runs, but he loves stealing home runs as well because he'll go all the way back to the wall and jump up and like he'll go get a ball over the wall and and the and the batter is just like, well, I can't be mad at you because I know you hit the same way I do. <laughs> so, so the interesting yeah. thing going back to what you just said a a player like
0: Mike Trout presents challenges to your team who design develop bring new footwear utilize new technologies what are the main questions he asked of you and your team in developing new footwear Uh,
2: I think for Mike I mean Mike's a great guy to work with and as now we're on to the the Trout 5 he he really knows what he's looking for in his cleats, which makes our job just a bit easier. But for him, it's it's almost protecting Mike from himself. Like the, the stuff he can do, he's his frame is that of an NFL linebacker. Uh-huh. I mean, he's 6'2", 235 pounds playing baseball, where there's not many guys with that frame running it as fast as he, he can run. Uh, and so it's give him the containment he needs when he's taking left turns every 90 feet at 20 miles an hour. Uh, the comfort, because baseball is such a long season, but also also the explosiveness for, I mean, he's a powerful swing or making a first step on a ball? So it's that blend of power and speed, the athleticism at his size. Um, when Mike needs cleats, he wants cleats that work for him, and, and that's what we need to deliver. So let me ask you this. When you look around the league,
1: okay, it's, um, so, the, of course, I would think, because I'm here in New York, the obvious comparison would be Aaron judge, uh, because of his prowess, uh, at, at the plate and the fact that he's such a big guy, you know, he's also a, a large guy. Yeah. He's also very fast as well. So who, who is most like, uh, trout in their style of play and, um, and their approach to the game? Who would you say?
2: Um, I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. Honestly, I'm, maybe a bit biased but I think you take some of the best elements of other guys in the league um whether it's I, mean, I think of Trey Turner for speed Mike Trout uh, steals a ton of bags as well Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton mm-hmm. with the power number like Mike can hit a ball basically just as far mm-hmm. and, and even with average like uh Jose Altuve who's going to get 200 hits like Trout will be close to him or above him in the uh, average so as we talk about it in our, in the, with the team here on campus, it's like taking the best elements of the best players in the league and Mike I mean, stacks up near them or on par with them or even better than them. So we, we have to kind of work to provide footwear that enhances all the things he can do.
0: Is, is this now to the point where you think maybe the footwear that you develop for Mike Trout can actually give him a little bit more advantage? Is that an objective in your design?
2: Uh, I, I mean, I, I think that's always an, an objective. It's certainly tough to prove, but that's yeah. that's the goal we're trying to do. The mm-hmm. footwear that we're creating, so there's so much athleticism there. Whatever we can do to enhance his power, his speed, and do it over the long baseball season, that's what we're trying to do.
1: So we're going to get into the sneaks, um, sneaks, listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> We're going to get into the shows in just a second. We're gonna a this, gonna and we're going to get into this. You're going to get into the shoes. We're going to get into the shows. Did I say that? Yes. We're going to get into the shoes in a second. Uh, you knew what you meant. I knew what I meant. You just yeah. couldn't say it. I don't even think I knew what I meant. <laughs> in other words, right. we're going to take a break. But no, I want to ask you a question before, before we, we do take a break, because I want to, I want to know from a pitcher's standpoint, because I know you pitched in the majors. Okay. Um, When you go up against these power hitters, okay, um, what is it in a pitcher's psyche that you are trying to achieve on a mental level with these guys? Because you have your limits, you know what I mean? Like your limits are human, all right? You might have some pitches that they're totally looking for. What are you doing psychologically? to these guys to try to get an edge. I've always wondered, like, what happens, like, when you go up against, I'm talking, like, the big, big hitters.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think coming from a former pitcher, um, I always knew that the numbers of baseball dictate that I'm, the pitcher's supposed to win. Like, the, the best hitter in baseball is going to hit 300, yep. 330 maybe, so they're going to get out seven times out of ten. And so knowing that's in the back pocket, but then also knowing that they can hit a ball 500 feet and embarrass you, I think it's just being confident with your approach, the pitcher's strengths versus the hitter's weaknesses, and once the ball's out of your hand, you kind of take your take your chances and I mean hope hopefully make a pitch. I think I think if I was better at pitching, I'd probably still be doing it. So maybe I'm not the best guy for advice, but uh, it's just having confidence and. Trying to execute what you uh, the game plan.
0: Oh, I think you're selling yourself short. I think you've got more <laughs> more skills than you're letting on. Are you one of those pitchers that can remember every pitch they threw? Uh,
2: I maybe not every pitch, but I can certainly remember.
0: Uh, that's oh,
2: see that yeah. see
0: every pitcher I've spoken to. Oh yeah, I'm just about recall every single pitch that I've thrown. Wow. and you're, you're thinking no, and then they go into it with you, and you're like, well, they can. And it's, it's, a, it's a picture thing that they're able that. to give. I wouldn't that.
1: want that skill i've made way too many mistakes in my life <laughs> <laughs> right. i have way i've made way too many mistakes in my life to have to want that kind of recall
0: so <laughs> we take that break yeah let's okay do it. we'll
1: take that break these for those of you behind all
0: access can see are super super incredible brand new cleats and sneakers mike trout five yeah if you want to know what the tech is inside of these bad boys stick around we'll be back very very shortly with mike ekstrom
1: PXG.com slash StarTalk, code StarTalk. Welcome back to Playing With Science. We're chatting
0: with Mike Ekstrom, the product line manager for cleated footwear at Nike, or Nike, depending on your preference, and the lead designer of the new Trout 5 cleat, coming
1: to a sports store near you very, very soon. See, Um, now, when it's Nike, then the Nike Trout 5 sounds perfect, because it's Mike Trout and Nike Trout, but... You got to call him Mikey for it to be the Nike Trout Five. He doesn't sound like a Mikey. He doesn't to me. sound like a Mikey to me either. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. But there we go. Hey, he likes it. Yeah. I like the punch in the face. That's, no, he's too nice of a guy. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get into these because um, I said a, a, a five tool player will present
0: you as a designer with a bag full of considerations in terms of what you do. Uh, let, let's break this down because it's a very intricate upper. That you have on this cleat, so Mike Ekstrom, please explain what we are looking at right now.
2: Yeah, so on the on the Trout Five Elite and Trout Five Turf, um, we were given kind of a unique opportunity to use generative design uh, to use ath- athlete data in the sport to uh-huh. really influence the design of the cleat, and you really see that come to life both in the plate in the outsole and in the upper, and so we could really generate a de- design that was truly engineered to the exact specifications of Mike Trout. And that's something we say here at Nike where we're engineering products specifically for the athletes. Mm. This Trout 5, um, I mean, we have Mike in the lab here at the NSRL, the Nike Sports Research Lab, in uh, February of 2016. And he was engaged with pressure map data and sensors, in-shoe pressure maps, while doing swings, making throws, running bases, and we could see how his foot really interacted. Wow. And then the computational designers here took that data and translated it into both the plate and the upper to give him more support where he needed it, more flexibility for better fit, to really tune the shoe 360 degrees um, to the exactly fit form and function that he needs to play the game of baseball. So it's really cool uh, to engage with that data to influence the design specifically to his needs in the sport.
1: So this really is truly a data informed shoe. It's it's a shoe that is made from zeros and ones for the most part.
2: Uh, yeah, and I think I'm not a designer. I'm just the product manager, but the design teams that really that focus on that, they take that data and they do their thing and they spit it out into this design that is perfectly formed just for him. So being able to translate what's happening to his foot while he's taking a swing, making a throw, uh, rounding bases, uh, it's it's really, really cool how it came to life.
0: You've got different textures and finishes on the upper and uh, and the, the sole seems to be an integral part of the upper it's all as if it's one piece um although it isn't quite uh, can you explain why we've got such different texturing because there's no the, the the upper not like on a soccer shoe would come into contact with the ball so there must be some reason unless it is obviously cosmetic but i'm guessing there's a, a very good reason
2: yeah so we're calling that the nike power map upper and it's all right. mapped off the power generated in mike's foot and so you'll see up in the, the rear quarter up of where the ankle would be mm-hmm. the cells are bigger they're more robust and this is if you think of mike rounding bases or breaking on a ball he's going to need more support in that area uh-huh. so you go up into the forefoot where it's you need more just like a, a more one-to-one fit for mm-hmm. that run of comfort uh the cells are going to be a little bit uh shallower less built to provide that better fit
0: and then um, as you come down towards the sole you've got those larger Configurations, but it kind of the sole kind of looks as if it's reaching up into the upper of the shoe, and it's and it's set and cradled in it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite a quite a feat of engineering. How long did it take to actually bring this from a clear, a clear sheet of paper to what we're looking at right now?
2: Well, I think in in cleated footwear here at Nike, it takes from initial brief to when the shoe is in the box for sale. Uh, it takes about two and a half years. And wow! Just I mean, tons of iterations, layering in the data the data generation on this one, mm-hmm. making sure it actually works in functions, wear testing, uh, getting with Mike. We probably sat with Mike Trout six or seven times on this cleat to get his thoughts because first and foremost, it's his signature model. It has to be exactly what he wants, both in look but then also in function. So getting Mike involved to, to make sure we're designing exactly what he wants And then making something that can be manufactured and will work on the field it takes takes over two years to get that done
1: and it feels like it so let me just tell our listeners and and those of you who are watching so this is the turf shoe that i'm holding Mm. and nike sent these to us i suppose just so that we could have them here while we're doing the show and we're grateful for that and we are grateful and i'm going to be very honest right now when i heard we were doing a show a whole show on a stupid shoe, I was like, why are we doing this? I'm just gonna be honest. I was like, we shouldn't be doing a show on a shoe, right? And then I stuck my foot inside of this thing. And I have never ever, ever in my life had my foot feel so good ever in all my years of walking this earth, I put my foot in this shoe and it is the best damn thing that ever happened to my foot. And here's the thing, It's like half a size too small, and I still didn't want to take it off. Unbelievable. And I'm sorry. Ugly stepsister. What's that? Ugly stepsister. I am the ugly stepsister. No Cinderella. And I was just like, I don't care. (laughs) Please. uh, So let me ask you, Mike, first of all, from, from the comfort standpoint, you made this for, of course, the performance for Mike Trout. But how is it that you're able to get that form fit and that comfort and that just, I don't know, man. I don't know how to explain it. thats It's like your foot is just, it's like your foot is inside a, like a sex room or something. It's unbelievable. How? What? Come back to us. What happens to make that happen? Seriously.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think I'll pass that uh, description along to the team. They'll be excited to hear it. <laughs> So well-received. Yeah. Uh, I think we do we do a lot of stuff. And in baseball, probably to kind of preface, the number one comment and request we get from athletes is to make a comfortable cleat and a comfortable oh. trainer because so much of the game, I mean, baseball is a three-hour game and there's right. a lot of standing, a lot of jogging. It's mm. just got to be comfortable over a six-month season. Okay. And I think that turf shoe, and also on the cleat, we use uh, zoom air cushioning. So you'll yeah. see on the shoe there's a couple little orange – Hex- hexagonal pods. Yeah, right. Those we'll that through the sole on the bottom. Yeah. Yep. And so you, those are specifically placed, taken off the data mm-hmm. mapping from when Mike was in the lab, in the heel and two up in the forefoot, to eliminate on the cleat the stud pressure. Mm-hmm. So the metal, they're jabbing up into the bottom of your foot. We want to make it so an athlete doesn't feel that. And then on the turf, kind of the same sensation, just right. that comfort uh, coupled with the foam, just to basically give your foot a vacation while you're on the baseball field. That was really what we were getting after there. And zoom, zoom is cool because it's air, but then there's also nylon fibers in there that will give you a little bit of rebound. So you get a little energy return with each step. Oh, or step. So well,
1: I got to tell you, I've, I, I and listen, people. I don't care if you call me a shill. I don't care what you think. I don't. Nike doesn't give us any money. They are not sponsoring this. No. There is no reason for us to endorse this. No, you are happy. You I are- have never endorsed a product on this show. Okay, and I am telling you right now, I have never in my life put my foot in a shoe and had it feel so good. And you just explain why. Mm. Basically, this is what ball players want. They want comfort. They want more comfort. And you guys have. Ex- and it's a practical reason. <laughs> Yeah, you've yeah. succeeded swimmingly. I can't believe it. It's so I'm enough for me. All I'm right, sorry. Let
0: me let me address the cleat here with you please, Mike, cuz you've got a variety of cleats on the sole. There some are a certain shape, some are just very sh- slightly smaller and flat, but they're all basically at slightly different angles. Mm-hmm. Now, is this specific to every sh- cleat you make or is this now something that you've developed purely from the Trout 5?
2: Uh, The actual placement of the studs on that Trout 5 are very similar to where Nike cleats have been in the past probably five to ten years. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also been derived from pressure data of rotational forces and translational forces of what the foot's doing in different uh, baseball moves where you need traction and where yeah. each cleat has a very specific function like at the very tip of the toe for toe off you need a cleat there for baseball's a very rotational game so you need that's why they're kind of almost in circular patterns where yes. if you think guy taking a swing or stealing hmm. a base there's that kind of step and drive rotational move uh, and so those cleats they're they're in the same spots of where we've been in the past. I think they're as when you look underfoot, it almost looks like a Spider-Man design. Yes. That generative structure that is directly informed from a, a Mike Trout pressure map, and we have smaller cells where you need more structure, more stiffness. Uh-huh. and then Ones where you need, like up in the forefoot, where you need more flexibility to make it more feel a touch more like a running shoe.
0: Cool, man. So the man. interesting thing is, you've got someone who's naturally quick hence the stealing of bases someone who can hit it for as far as you ever need to hit a baseball so then you've got a guy who's running and the outfield the infield is an unforgiving place in terms of shoes because you're diving you're scraping through how do you combine lightweight strength and durability as, has that proved a problem? Because you think back to the days gone by, it would have been canvas or whatever material was available.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's inherently the challenge in, in making cleats, is that, uh, especially for a guy like Mike Trapp, who you need to do all those things, and then he's such a big athletic freak athlete. He's an mm. NFL linebacker who is amazingly good at baseball. Uh, and so, yeah, we're always looking to find the most lightweight but still supportive materials. And then they also have to withstand a long season on dirt and grass and all sorts of junk that baseball players can throw them. Uh, and so, being able to do that, that's what drives our innovation. So, we're always going to get, you can't, I mean, you could almost do my job. What you just said lightweight and supportive and durable, mm. and comfortable. That's what we're trying to do here, and I feel like the trial five, we're we're in a really good spot for providing that for Mike Trout.
0: I think if you got me to work for you de- designing at, at Nike, it'd be like that episode where Homer Simpson designed a car. <laughs> the Homer, yeah. <laughs> oh, pun intended. pun unintended. Yeah, that would be it. I'd, I'd I'd make the Homer, yeah. the Homer. Please don't do that. Very nice. But um, <laughs> has there been something that's come along since you've been working with Nike in? in this capacity that has changed the game in terms of how you go about making this sort of footwear?
2: I I think, honestly, the the generative nature of this cleat, of actually taking data direct from the athlete, doing moves, is something that's a very new space, not only in baseball, but Nike's done it on some some track spikes and also in basketball a, a bit, but really engineering the cleats exactly to the athlete need using data, computational design. It's kind of getting us into a new spot where the cleats are truly designed based on the athlete needs. And we can take it all the way back to two years ago when Mike Trout was in the lab and we could see exactly what his foot was doing, the data that was generated off that of where the foot is applying more pressure, where there's less and apply that directly to the final product to give him what he needs.
1: So final question, let me ask you this. Cool. Uh, Mike Trout six, can we expect it to, uh, when you take them off, will it walk to the store and uh, get you a coffee and come back?
2: I don't know if I can guarantee that, but we're, <laughs> we're taking hopefully the success of this five and then making the six even better.
1: Sweet, man. And adjust. Wow, I got to tell you man. I'm uh, impressed.
0: I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anyone thinks Chuck's been faking it, uh, no. You should have seen his
1: little face when he put that shoe on. Oh man. Cuz quite so as it's kept when it comes to this kind of stuff, I'm kind of a hater. I always think that it's just marketing stuff, uh, to be honest. I always think like companies do this kind of stuff just to have like marketing points. Like everything you said, it's for real. Yeah. It's not like you guys are doing this for real, man. So, uh,
2: congratulations is all I got to say.
0: Oh. Carry on the good work, sir. And uh, congratulations to your team. All
2: right. Well, thanks for the time, guys. I'll uh, I'll pass it along to the guys. And I'm sure Chuck
0: will email you his size sometime (laughs) in the very near future. All right.
2: Don't (laughs) say that on the
1: air.
0: That's not cool. Yes, it is. It's going to happen, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's certainly going to happen. Right. To Mike Ekstrom, thank you so much indeed. product line manager at Nike. Uh, We will take a break. Yes, and when we come back... It's that man. The man himself. Yes, Mr. Trout, or Mike Trout to you. Um, Yes, stick around. You're going to want to hear what he has to say. We're back shortly. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France. Which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mère and mère somehow being different words. To be, it's more popular than being French. See you in there.
3: This is a big year.
0: We have not just Nike's involvement once again, but the opportunity to speak to one of the game's current superstars.
1: Yeah, and probably, 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 maybe definitely, the best player in baseball right now, which is so cool to be able to have him here.
0: And it's so Mike Trout. Uh, Mike Trout, pleasure to have you, sir. Thank you for being our guest. Um, you've got a brand new shoe coming out, the Trout 5. We will get to that shortly. But first of all, wow.
1: How's it feel to be the best player in baseball right now? <laughs> yeah. Come on come on, and tell the truth, yeah. Mike. No, give, it, give it to us, Mike. Give us the truth, man. You're the best damn player in baseball, brother. Come on. How's that feel? That's got to feel great.
4: It feels great. Um, you know, I, I enjoy playing this game. Uh, you know my mentality is to try to be the best player every day on the field uh, come in learn new things um, just try to get better each and every day if it's you know offensively or defensively I just uh I enjoy I enjoy playing I have, I have so much fun I'm so much passion to try to win and uh, you know I just love uh, coming to the ballpark how do you keep that drive because it, um, it, it's it's it's
0: okay people say oh I, I need to improve but there's some guys that do, some guys that don't. I mean, I'm putting you in the do category, just in case you were worried. How do you keep that momentum?
4: Yeah, um, I, I always have fun doing it. Um, All right. You know, I, since I was a little kid, um, you know, I just, if it, it involves any, any, any kind of sport, uh, my competition and my uh, uh, competitiveness – uh, for the sport, uh, it doesn't matter what, what it is. I want to win. And, um, you know, you can ask my family, my wife, uh, if, it, if it's anything uh, involves, you know, winning. You know, I, I always try to win. And, you know, it's sometimes <laughs> with my wife, it's, uh yeah oh, we uh, argue And you don't uh, win.
1: And you don't win, Mike. Tell the truth. Yeah. Guess what? You lose.
4: And you know it. <laughs> you know you lose. It's, uh, you know, it's tough when, I, tough when you, you're winning and losing with your wife. That's but, right. You know, it, 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 but... You know, it's it's for me. Is I love winning, and I do whatever I can to you know get better each and every day. And you know, I want I have fun doing. It. I play I play the game hard, and uh, you know I enjoy. Like I said, I enjoy coming to the park every day and seeing my teammates and you know coaches and you know going out there and competing.
0: Yeah, is there a part of the game? Sorry, Chuck, is there a part of the game? That you have found more difficult to come to terms with, because you seem to have a quite a wide-reaching skill set. Something you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. But is there is there an element that you think, oh, really, haven't got that down yet?
4: Um, you know, obviously the offensive side, you know, the numbers are there, but you know, it's 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 hard. It's not right. You know, you're gonna you're gonna fail majority of the time. Yeah, but. uh, uh you know if you get hits three out of ten you know it's uh you're doing something good I you're, guess. A, you're a superstar man
2: yeah it's yeah it. and it's,
4: it's tough it's it's challenging you know it's 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 every pitch every at bat um the mental side of the game is 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 tough you know if you you easily you know the game humbles you pretty quick yeah. uh, if you think you uh you think you got figure it figured out you know Hmm. You go through some stretches where you're you you're seeing the ball like a beach ball and hmm. you know the next day you're you're over four so it's it, it, it'll humble you it, it's a it's a tough game uh, offensively it's just it's about adjustments and yeah. make it adjust and, hey, and
1: we have hey, speak, speaking of that so listen to this a couple years ago this was what they were saying so like that uh Mike trout had a weakness. And the weakness was up and in. All right? You go up and in on Mike Trout, and guess what? You'll frustrate him. That is no longer a weakness, my friend. I have been watching you, buddy. That is no longer a weakness. We told you about stalking major league baseball <laughs> players. All I, can, all I can say is if, if you're talking about the mental aspect of the game, what do you do? to overcome that because when pitchers are looking at you, now you're screwing with their head because they're thinking, I'm going to go up and in on Mike, and then you pop one on them, and they're like, wait a minute, that was supposed to work. Now they're thinking about you differently the next time they face you. How do you do that mentally?
4: Yeah. um, For me, it's kind of crazy because, yeah, obviously – you know, last year and a few years ago, they were, you know, getting me out up, you know, I was swinging at it. And I think the biggest thing is t- I was telling myself not to swing at it. And once I, sw- I saw it, you know, I was swinging at it. So I just told myself if, if I get on time and my foot's down and I'm seeing the ball good, um, you know, I won't swing at it and I'll just lay off that pitch. And I think I was I was mentally telling myself not to swing at it and it was making me swing at it. So, you know, it's I, I knew they were, pit- they were pitching up. And you know, I just told myself just be on time, and you know, I usually take that pitch. I did work on it in the cage, and you know, in BP, just you know, the ball's up, just trying to get on top of it, and that helped me out a little bit because you know, there's still a strike zone up there, and you know, the guys and you know, pitchers they they like to throw up there, you know, especially nowadays with you know, you know, guys throwing you know, hundreds, so it's 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 tough, but like I said, the mental side is. Just staying, you know, you get frustrated sometimes because you're swinging at it, you know. And yep, I think yep. for me, if I if I tell myself that not to swing at it, it uh, it, it kind of, you know, reverse effect and I swing at it. So I just don't even, don't even worry about it and, you know, just make – Just uh, tell myself, I get my foot down on time, I won't swing it.
0: So we spoke with Ned Colletti, the former Dodgers, if I'm allowed to mention them in your presence, GM. And he (laughs) said that they were working with players on the cognitive skills, the mental expansion of their game, not just the the hours in the batting cages you obviously have done. But do you find the Angels are working in a similar way with you and the other players?
4: it's yeah it is um you know the mental the mental side of the game is huge in in the game of baseball um you know for me it's it's really big you know I I always stay positive you know you you go through stretches where it's 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 negative Mm -hmm. you know like I say you're going to fail fail a lot in this game and you know if you stay positive and you know the angels you know bring in guys and you know we have a you know mental guy that comes in and just you know helps us out and Just if you need help or, you know, just visualize, you know, I I think the biggest thing is visualizing everything before it happens, you know, put positive thoughts in your head, Um, get the negative out. Don't even think about the negative. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, if if you go up there, if you're on deck and you tell yourself, man, this guy's a tough pitcher, you're going to, you know, you don't want to strike out. You're going to strike out. It it, it just, it it is how, that's how it works. Uh, You know, you're thinking about it and, you know, it's going to happen. But if you say, Hey, you know, he's a good pitcher, but I, I got, you know, if I put a good swing on the ball, get a good pitch a hit, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know hit the ball hard. So it's uh it's big, big, big side to baseball nowadays. And you know, it's it's helped me out throughout my you well, know. Let,
1: let's talk about the opposite side of that, yeah. which is so you got the mental side, but then you also have the work. And uh Albert Polo says that you are probably like the hardest-working guy on the team. But yet, here you are, the best player in baseball. A lot of people would feel like, you know, maybe I don't have to be the hardest-working guy. Yet, the example that you're setting is just the opposite. So tell me about that work ethic and exactly where do you find joy in that work ethic?
4: Hmm. Yeah, um, you know, there it's a long season, so obviously you got to you know, stay healthy, you know, we're going through a crazy stretch right now with, yep. with injuries, but, um, you know, I try to keep the same routine, you know, and, uh, obviously when Albert, you know, mentioned that he, uh, he's one of the guys that, you know, I look up to and, you know, I, when I first started coming here, he, um, he, he, he stuck with his routine and, you know, he comes to the ballpark with a purpose and, you know, my routine is simple. Um, you know, I come to the ballpark, you know, I get a, I get a lift in, you know, once a series. Um, yeah, you know, I come in and you know some days I don't even hit BP. I uh, try to get off my feet. Uh, I go out there, stretch, throw a little bit, but then I you know c- come in and you know around six o'clock for a game, I go to the cage. You know, hit a few off the tee um, just to get my swing playing right, and then I do some flips. Um, and then I hit a, uh, some live pitching for a couple you know swings, and then I hit some curveballs. But I but I try to keep the same routine every day. Um, you know, I, I think that's big in this game. Is to keep the same routine and Interesting. You know, have have a purpose. It's a long season, so you got to keep your your body healthy. And yeah. Uh, yeah. that I think that's the biggest part is just feeling. You know, some days you're gonna go out there and games, you wake up and you're tired and. Your legs are a little, little heavy, but you just gotta grind through it. You know, you're playing a game. You're getting, you know, paid to get uh, to go out there and compete and have fun. And you know, it's uh, you're blessed to go out there and put that jersey on. And you know, you, you know, I I just always tell myself, I'm always out here having fun. You know, don't worry about all that stuff, and you know, go from there. Good man. man. I I think,
0: I, I think if I'm not mistaken, you are probably now the first real superstar of the deep statistical analysis that is now ever present in major league baseball we can go back through the list of the Mm -hmm. people that have gone before you and you you're blessed to be in those same conversations but how much do you drill down into the big data of stats and numbers for your own personal game
4: um you know it's funny because i don't i don't like looking at that stuff uh yeah 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 yeah. you know it's obviously out there um but uh you know a lot of a lot of for me it's keeping it simple I think if I if I look at look at uh, too much data or look at my launch angle, um, look at uh, just different things. You know, there's so much so many scouting reports, so much, you know, percentages here, percentages there on pitches. Um, You know, like for me, my routine is looking at the pitch like tonight, the starter, you know, looking at his looking at his pitches tonight, you know, fastball, curveball, slider, change up. Look at his percentage. What's he go to, you know? Uh His off, uh, his off, his secondary pitches and you know I just keep it simple as that. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't look you, at
1: you know what it sounds I'm, like to me, Mike. It sounds like to me, like you're a guy who has like this subconscious philosophy of I'm not gonna get in my own head. I'm not I'm exactly. gonna, get I'm, out, out of my own head. I'm gonna yeah. stay out of my own way. Yeah, absolutely. I
4: think if you get that little guy off your shoulder, <laughs> yeah you know, talking to you, I think uh. Right. It, it is because once you once you put thoughts in your head th- to the mental side, I think that's when you get in trouble. You know, if 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 you're telling yourself uh, not to swing or not to do this, and not to you know, if you, you strike out, you, you're going to do it. so. Wow. So uh, right. for me, personally, I just I just try to keep it simple as possible. You know, knowing he's knowing he's got a fastball. and know his his secondary pitches, and you know, keep it simple as that. You know, if I go up there and look at percentage, say, oh, Oates two, he's throwing a slider in the dirt, I'm not going to swing, and then. You know, you go up there and you take a fastball middle away. You're like, you know, what's going on here? You know, so it's, and, <laughs> right. and, and, and a lot of guys pitch you different. You know, it's some some percentages. You know, there'll be one percent, and you'll have a you'll have a, a, a big battle, and you haven't seen that pitch yet, and then they will throw it. You know, there's that one percent. So it's right. it, it's 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 there's a lot of things you can a lot of uh, like reports and data nowadays. Um, you know, guys can look into. You know, I know a lot of guys that like that stuff. But for me, it's just keeping it simple.
1: Well, there you go, man. I'm going to call that MVP advice. There you go. Get out of your own head. Keep yeah. it simple,
4: man. Right. Let's exactly.
1: talk Let's talk about the shoes because
0: invariably that's why we're here. Um, the Trout 5, uh, congratulations on the three, previous four. Yeah. And congratulations yeah, I, on this. <laughs> How much involvement have you had personally with the, the way that this shoe's designed because of the specifics in your own particular game?
4: Yeah, it's... Um, you know it's, it was crazy because you know when i went to the campus and you know uh got tested you know did all this stuff for um you know my feet and you know just the involvement of um so much detail is incredible and uh to for me to you know go in there and see what they can do to make it lighter make it more comfortable yeah make it just just the ability to do all that stuff to put in a shoe and a cleat and you know for me is i want to go out there and be comfortable you know i want to have a shoe i can i can trust to you know have great support and be comfortable and obviously be light and uh you know when i went to the um you know the the facility in in oregon it was um yeah the factory was uh pretty incredible pretty crazy all the stuff they they could do to your feet and figure out like your pressure points or which which way do you you know when you're running around the bases and we hit the base what what pressure on your big toe? You know, it's just crazy stuff that uh, that goes into a cleat, and you know, now nowadays that uh, you can you know, make a, a perfect cleat.
0: See, but you have such a different, you have such a wide. We've talked about it, a wide ranging skill set. It's not just about. Anchoring your feet when you're hitting, but you you tear up the bases, dude. You still yeah. you're stealing
1: those things for fun. And forget just that. I mean, it's like one of the things you do in center field is you actually steal home. So you hit home runs, but you also steal home runs, which means you <laughs> which means you got to get up and you got to get some vertical like height and, and and as well as be able to have yeah. the stability to run the bases. So uh, you know that's pretty important.
0: So when when you went in there, did you think they would be able to build a shoe? The Mike trout went, yeah, wow, this covers everything,
4: you know, going in there and seeing you know everything they could uh they could do and uh, find out about your foot um, you know after you know when I put it on it was you know it was basically what you just said, just wow, um you know it's it's pretty like I said, the technology nowadays, and you know I, I was finding stuff on my feet that I didn't even know I had, like just pressure points and just yeah. Heat zones and Mm -hmm. it's just so incredible the technology. It's uh, it's pretty remarkable and you know I um, yeah I I can't thank them enough for you know obviously you know, being one of their their athletes and, you know, making shoes. And, you know, the process has been unbelievable. Uh, I'm having so much fun with it. You know, I'm just uh, very blessed for sure. Mike, it,
0: I, I, just from talking to you, I know you're proud to have your name on these shoes. So we wish you the very best of luck with the Trout Fives, very best of luck for the season with the Angels and for the rest of your career. So it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us. Yeah, Keep yeah, up well,
1: the outstanding work, my
4: friend. Keep, keep doing it. Oh, I'm, uh, you know, always got that drive, and that's you know, right. Go out there and, uh, you know, compete and have some fun. So. A bit hey,
0: simple. So that's our show. Thank you to the one and only baseball superstar, Mike Trout, yeah. and of course. Mike Ekstrom. Our new best friend, Mike Ekstrom. You know it. Yeah. Going to email him right after the show. Guess what size Chuck (laughs) and Gary are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be dancing down the street, a new pair of Nikes. (laughs) that would be fun. Right. Uh, This has been Playing With Science. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nice. And I hope you've had fun. We look forward to your company very, very soon.